Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best home of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. You're listening to The Underground. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. For the last 22 years, I've been fully engaged in the culture war. I've even been the executive director for a small nonprofit that dealt with the threats of progressivism, Islamofascism, and constitutional illiteracy. In addition, I've written for national publications, think tanks, and foundations on these topics, and guested on many television and radio programs, not because I'm a zealot on these issues, but because I have been recognized as someone who's fair someone who takes great pains to explore all sides of an issue and who seeks out credible, fact-based information even when everyone else is acting emotionally. So I find it troubling how far to the ideological left many of my friends and family have jerked in the last six or so years. People I respected have suddenly stopped seeking perspective from both sides of an issue, stopped caring about whether what they are buying into is true and unmanipulated, and are full-throatedly engaged in advancing political vomit as truth, ideological propaganda as fact. We as a society, and this includes my circle, large that it is, have mistakenly misconstrued the ease of communicating our opinions on social media with advocating provable truths. And before you knee-jerk assign me a label, Know that I am just as severe on the elitists of the right as I am on the oligarchs of the left. Progressives exist on both sides of the aisle, and their goals are exactly the same. Harness the emotions of the people to divide. Advance opportunistic propaganda based on half-truths and manipulated innuendo. And attain power amongst the chaos. Both sides are guilty of it, and for that fact, both sides are to blame. But that doesn't absolve us from our responsibility to see through the fog of politically charged misinformation. To do that, we must dispense with the usual suspect media and start going to sources to read white paper facts on issues and situations. We must have the courage to call people out when they advance media-driven propaganda 
and confront power when the elitists in control use emotional knee-jerk to manipulate the people into divide. No one gets a pass. If you post something that I have found through my studies of both sides of an issue to be false, misleading, or ridiculously conspiratorial, and that study goes far beyond the mainstream media rags that do nothing but sensationalize headlines for profit, I'm going to call you on it. And I'm forewarning everyone, family and friends, even acquaintances and listeners, that I am finished being polite about it. For 22 years, I've been polite about explaining the information I have discovered, tested, and confirmed. And for some reason, today, because everybody's got a Facebook account, opinions trump facts that cannot and will not stand. So, for the record, so people are clear on where my position is and where I come from when you interact with me, I'm a constitutionalist and not one who only values the charters of freedom when it's advantageous. I don't riot if my candidate doesn't win, I don't loot when the media snaps its fingers, and I don't automatically believe that because someone thinks differently than me, that he or she is an asshole. That moniker is saved for when that person proves him or herself to be an asshole. I do my research before I espouse my opinion. My research takes me to as many vantage points as possible because it's always important to understand all sides of an issue. Because of that, I can almost always easily spot someone who's spewing the boilerplate propaganda, the person who didn't take the time to try to figure out why someone with an opposing viewpoint may have a legitimate beef. These are the people, the people who read the headlines and believe they've read the entire article, study, or thesis, who, in my book, are lower than whale shit. I don't suffer the arrogance of these people. Wannabe wonks are a little lower than the whale shit, that I just talked about. If you're an ideological sycophant who believes that just because you read a few books by your favorite political author that you're a political academic, you are a dangerous kind of useless and stupid to me. Unless you read respected experts, not activists, not opinion people, but experts from all sides of an issue, I can only see you as partisan. Don't tell me you know what America wants and thinks when you have only looked east. And I am not, repeat not, sympathetic to the progressive cause. I believe progressives are a threat to the republic's existence, and I'll work every day of my life to oppose each goal they have set forth. I recognize the damage they've done, and I believe their supporters are just as guilty of sins against Americanism as their leaders. I wholeheartedly see progressives as fascists by definition, not because of the ideas they never think through, but because of the intolerant and totalitarian actions that prove them to be just that. I believe that political correctness is a tool of the progressives meant to shadow the U.S. Bill of Rights. I believe that embracing political correctness is tantamount to declaring aggression against the U.S. Bill of Rights and the total of the Charters of Freedom, and thus an attack on freedom itself. And in my world travels, I can testify to an arguable fact. There are a lot of socially inept, politically ignorant, and intellectually challenged millionaires. Monetary success does not equate to intelligence, and financial station doesn't impress me. In fact, in many cases, not all, but quite a few, the arrogance wafting from the sphere of the financial elite is pungent. 
Check your financial arrogance before you mistake wealth for intelligence. And as much as my detractors would love to call me a racist, an Islamophobe, a xenophobe, and any other kind of phobe you can craft, these labels mean nothing to me, because I know them not to be true. My actions have proven these labels to be inapplicable. So when your arrogance leads you to an intellectual corner, where you must rely on name-calling or label-granting, just know in your heart of hearts that I know, and you know, that you've lost the debate. A true intellect would try to educate him or herself when they've had their asses handed to them on a platter intellectually. But in the era of arrogance, most people haven't the courage to admit when they're wrong. I could go on, but those who have listened so far get the point. And at this point, if you're offended, then defriend me on social media and get rid of this bookmark. If you're offended, you never really did know me and absolutely don't know me now. So do us both a favor and cull yourself from the herd. I'll be right back with Monday's segment of The Captain's America with Matt Bruce. Listened to by over 2 million people daily on the Genesis and Salem Communications Networks right after this. This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. is the Captain's America Third Watch. Coming to you live from Tampa. Call in now and talk to Captain Matt toll-free, 877-969-8600. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. He's on the air, taking on enemies foreign and domestic, and uniting Americans to the cause of liberty. We will rally the world to this cause by our efforts, by our courage. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Good morning, America. Hello, world, and welcome to the Monday morning edition of the Captain's America Third Watch. I'm your host, Captain Matt Bruce, broadcasting tomorrow's news tonight from our Salem Media Group flagship radio stations in Tampa, Florida, heard all across America and some of America's great radio stations, as well as all across the Caribbean and streaming live online via the Internet and the satellite all around the world. Now, a special shout-out always goes to our active-duty military and veterans. We also salute our first responders, our EMTs, our firefighters, police, hospital and ER room workers, our 911 dispatchers, Customs and Border Patrol, security officers, the U.S. Coast Guard, and all those helping with the coronavirus effort, too, keeping us free and safe. To the truckers, the warehouse, the factory workers, the butchers, the bakers, the janitors, the maintenance, the mechanics, the construction workers, the Oak Mail Centers, the Uber, Lyft, Taxi, and Bus Drivers, along with the Roughnecks working on the oil rigs and those bridge tenders, too. Thanks for all that you do. Now, you can follow us on Facebook, the official Captain's America 
Facebook page, also on Twitter, at Captains America, and check out our all-new website, thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. That's thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. All right, and joining us right now from the Underground USA podcast, we've got Frank Salvato. Hello, sir. Mr. Captain. Time to say the pledge. Are you ready? You got it. I pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to, the flag to the flag of the United States, States of America, America and, and to, to the, the Republic. Republic. For which it stands, one one nation, nation, under God, God, indivisible, with liberty and and justice for all. We emphasize the two words, under God, our great country, was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Well, we're going to start out talking about a bizarre, to say the least, and weird to to emphasize, uh, a situation going on in Kentucky involving a husband and wife couple along with their child, um, they have been quarantined. They, she tested COVID-19 positive, uh, is asymptomatic, and they were both fit with ankle monitors so they couldn't go anywhere, placed on house arrest because uh, she apparently refused to sign quarantine documents, and that's where all this other stuff came in. This quarantine document said you will tell the government where you're going if you go to the hospital. Um, all of your movements, if you get out 200 feet outside of your property. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is house arrest for testing positive asymptomatic for, mm-hmm. for the coronavirus. Now, if we are going to establish a herd immunity here in the United States, as they have in many countries over in Europe, that means asymptomatic people have to be free to roam. Yep. So what this what this stupid move did was prolong the lifespan of this issue that we're having here. Mm-hmm. This this is insane. It's happening every day. And, and, mm-hmm. You know, and and these people are citing a a decision to justify this. Are, are citing a, a a obscure decision by the Supreme Court, and it comes down to this. Oh, it's for the greater good. Do you know who used to say that back in the nineteen in the early nineteen forties? Hitler, I believe. The Nazis, yeah, the Nazis used to say, "Oh, we have to do this for the greater good," and they exterminated six million people. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that it's okay that if an asymptomatic person tests that you get to literally have them detained. There's got to be some lawsuits filed over this, and, and, and the government has to have its ass handed to them on a platter, because well, this, is the, this, is, this is the most egregious act against freedom in this country that's happened in my lifetime. Well, we heard last night that apparently uh, the Jay Sekulow and his firm, through Gordon Sekulow, were going to pick up this case. Now, we did hear that. It was... Uh, Announced on Fox, and we'll see where it goes. That's all. That's all I know. I don't know any of the other details. And the country has to get behind him with some of the with some of the orders that the federal the federal judiciary has come down with lately, especially at the Supreme Court. There, there can be no. Oh well, well, we decided this way. When was this ever legislated? Well, they n- never Nothing. has been since it's like executive order again. Yeah, nothing nothing has ever gone before the people's houses in either the state or the federal government that says, why don't we legislate that we can just, oh, I don't know, if you're asymptomatic w- with a virus, that, that we can arrest you and detain you. 
Can you imagine hearing that debate on the floor of the House <laughs> or, 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 or any of the state legislatures? Yeah, let's see. So someone who's basically healthy, who has antibodies, who, who, who we need to have herd immunity for a virus, if we decide that, that they don't cooperate with what we want to know, we're going to have them arrested, Commandant. Mm-hmm. This is this is insane. This is insane, especially when you're talking about a virus with a 99 percent plus survival rate. Yep. Yep. Now, I don't know where this is going to go, but we're just going to keep an eye on it and see what happens. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it today uh, as the day progresses, because this did happen over the weekend, of course. And uh, when they drove up to the couple's house with five different vehicles with the health department up front with a bunch of hazmat suits, that's the way they went into the house to do the ankle braces things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 as if the Andromeda strain was happening in that house. And it isn't. Yep. Well, again, we'll keep an eye on it. Now, the president... And, 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 and keep, keep in, this is not about masks either. Oh, no. This isn't about masks. No. If they would have said, yeah, we're going to wear masks to go see Grandma. We're going to go masks to go walk this. Oh, no. You're asymptomatic, and you won't, sign a, you won't sign a piece of paper that says you're going to detain yourself. So you're under arrest. All right. Hold that thought. Folks, when we come back, more with Frank Silvato. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the president who's going to sign some sort of executive order on immigration. Uh, Also, we have a health plan, supposedly, coming from the Republicans over the next week or two. And a new stimulus bill may, in fact, be on its way this week. We'll have to wait and see. I'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. News, insight, passion. Hey, I'm 930. The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930. The Answer. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Indeed you are. And this portion of the program brought to you by my friends at Moss Nissan. Now, Moss is spelled M-A-U-S Nissan. And don't forget the all-new Moss Acura, too. Now, while the factories were slowing production and dealerships were running out of inventory, Moss Nissan and Moss Acura went on a buying spree. Now, with over a 1,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, Moss has the largest selection in the state. And before you buy elsewhere see moss first now they'll be definitely wheeler dealing and they'll have the vehicle you want that the other guys might not now their goal is to never lose your business overpriced with many favorable finance programs including zero percent loans with approved credit and moss nissan and crystal river just received nissan's prestigious award of excellence good job guys now if you're searching for a new improved service experience how about this one You serve, you save. That means that at Moss Service Departments that handles all makes and all models, that you can get a 20% discount just for being active military, a veteran, a first responder, a pastor, or a faith worker. Now think about that for a minute. Moss Nissan and Moss Acuras. Who's doing that? Nobody. Now the choice is simple. The choice is clear. The choice is here. Moss Nissan and Acura in Newport Ritchie, Crystal River, and now Florida Avenue in Tampa at MossAcura.com and MossNissan.com. By the way, <clears throat> tell them the captain sent you. 
guess what? Another $500 comes off that car or that truck that you're looking for, certified or pre-owned. That's Moss, M-E-U-S, Nissan.com. All right, back to Frank Silvato and Frank Silvato, of course, is with the Underground USA podcast. And thank you, Frank. Mr. Captain. Mr. President Trump, sir, will sign some sort of immigration executive order in the next week or so, more than likely the one we heard about with the DACA provision in it. No, you know, this has been this has been a subject that can be debated. You know, do the do the sins of the father translate to the sins of the, to sins of the child? Um, most of the time, that Democrats were trying to pass anything that had to do with DACA was far overreaching and had things attached to it. So, um, it's not a bad move by by the president. I think it's a very good move by the president. As a matter of fact, okay, it doesn't, now- acqui- it, it doesn't it doesn't acquiesce anything back to the Democrats as far as the parents are concerned. No. Now, the other thing that's going on here is we have a health plan coming in the next few weeks from the from the Republicans to replace Obamacare. I have no idea what the health plan is. It'll be a, a surprise to all of us. But what do you think? Well, I mean, we we said this in the very beginning of of Trump's presidency that if they were going to go ahead and get a, get rid of Obamacare. That or if they wanted to have a a, a new health bill to pass and right. to <clears throat> initiate that they had to get rid of Obamacare first, mm-hmm. because if you've got bits and pieces of Obamacare lingering around, Democrats are not motivated to do anything. Mm-hmm. They will drag their feet until they don't have to deal with it. And that's that's their tactic on anything they don't want to do. You remove Obamacare, and now they're motivated to do something. So if Republicans are going to put forward a new health plan and and they want to see it passed, you've got to eliminate the totality of Obamacare first. And doing that in the in the, in the environment that we're in, that's going to be tr- that's going to be tough. Well, here comes the next part of the puzzle. This week, the Senate supposedly takes up their version of the stimulus bill to coincide or whatever with what the House has already passed, which is a $3 trillion effort. Now, Mitch McConnell said, well, we're going to have a $1 trillion bill. Nancy Pelosi is saying, no way. So here we go. Yeah, I know the president wanted to do something by the end of July. We're already at July 20th. So that that's that's looking unlikely because of how far apart the House and the Senate are. Um, if they do it piecemeal, he might be able to get something to the people. Um, but you know, we've got to start worrying about our debt. I know there's a lot of people who are hurting out there, but we needed to look at it from the thirty thousand foot vantage point. You know, it's a trillion here, a trillion there, another three trillion here. You're adding to the debt. And, and unless we start managing our debt a little bit better, it's going to start affecting the potency of the American dollar as the world's currency. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've got to stop throwing around the trillion dollar here. If, if you remember, it wasn't re- wasn't really more than the, a dozen years ago that when you heard a trillion, your eyes popped. You said, "Boy, I don't know if that's a good thing or not." Mm-hmm. Today we're talking trillion like it's going to McDonald's. Well, the other thing that we're hearing, and I've heard this several times, is reverting back to the gold standard. 
well, we've got to do something because when you can just print money, you know, this is again, we're going, we're going back to the Germans. It, it used to take a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we've got to be cognizant of that. That would be when, Venezuela when today. Forward. That would be Venezuela yeah. today. Yep. And, and they've got nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and Trump keeps pointing this out. It wasn't too long ago that Venezuela was one of the richest company, countries in the world. Mm-hmm. They, they have natural resources. They had a workforce. They, they were mm-hmm. creating things and exporting. They were a global power. Now they've got nothing. Now we have a situation that started to develop again in Seattle. They went at it again yesterday late and into the night last night, busting windows. They managed to uh, get into an Amazon.com retail store and loot it. Uh, They were trying very hard to bust the windows. It weren't easy to get busted, and they finally didn't, and then in they went. Uh, But also in Portland, Oregon, 100 arson fires in 10 days with a half dozen firefighters injured trying to put those fires out, and they're still setting fire in Portland. Yeah, and and I've seen some people on, on social media appalled by the secret police that are rounding up people in Portland in the streets. They're in unmarked cars. They're, 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 they're in military garb, but they're not showing their badges. This is This is insane. There's mass unrest there. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are going to end up turning around. the The mayor of Portland, the mayor of Seattle, and the governor, the governors of Washington and Oregon, yep. are going to end up turning around and asking the federal government, just like Minnesota did, to say, "Hey, we need a billion dollars to rebuild our cities." You and, bet. And this is after. This is after those four people specifically and their city councils and their state legislatures pretty much gave the middle finger to President Trump because he was a Republican. While this was happening, when he offered uh, any help I can to stop this unrest, you've got it. No, Mr. President, you stay away from Seattle. You stay away from Portland. You're not welcome. Oh, by the way, our city has been destroyed. Can you give us a billion dollars to actually rebuild it? No. If I were in charge, and I'm not, I would have already declared the Insurrection Act as part of the picture. I would have sent in elements to go in there, grab every one of those people, those little mutzpers off the street in Portland, same with Seattle, thrown them all in the same ice house somewhere, started charging them with terrorism, and and just shipped them the hell out of the country to the country of their choice. Let's see. North Korea, China. Cuba, Iran. At the, at, at the very least, what the president should have said is, you've got this is the time frame from getting things under control in your city because I know you're going to ask for federal aid. Past this hour mark, seventy-two hours, forty-eight hours, whatever it would be, we're indemnifying ourselves from having any responsibility to rebuild your city or your state. Period. Yep. Yep. You will get nothing. Yep. Yep. And 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 the federal money that's come to you for law enforcement and anything it doesn't have with the immediate well, health well-being of your citizens is now stopped. Yep. All right. So Fine. if you if, if you if you want to have a, this little disruption in your city, go right ahead. But you're the one who's going to pay politically for it because your people are going to want your head on a pike. 
Finally, we got about 20 seconds. Uh, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff for the president, has signaled an imminent indictment may be coming in the Durham probe. Really? Yeah, let me hear that one more time. I've been hearing about the imminent indictments for the last year now. That's right. Unless I see an indictment, I don't want to see it in the headlines. I'm starting to get very disappointed in the DOJ. Yep, and uh, there may be something brewing, but we're not going to know about it. It's not going to get telegraphed. And, and if and if this waits till after the election, then this was all political and not moving forward. And and Barr's got to step down along with everybody else. Get some action going here so the people can have justice served for them. All right. Now that you can get your blood pressure back down, I'll talk to you on Friday. <laughs> Hello, my friend. <laughs> All right. That's Frank Silvato from the Underground USA podcast. And we always have a stimulating conversation here when he shows up. All right. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Patrick Highland, the sports quarterback, will be with us. Mr. Sports. And he's he had a mission last night, so we'll see if he did it. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to the Captain Matt Bruce on America's Third Watch. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. This podcast can be heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn, as well as on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Sonos, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Himalaya. This podcast has been a production of the Underground USA Podcast Network. All content is used with permission and exists in the public domain pursuant to the fair use law. You're listening to the Underground Podcast Network.